Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Libertarian Europe. I'm Lucas Nunes. Critical thinking is more important than ever in times where the establishment accuses of conspiracy theory the voices that are contrary to their interests. Conspiracy theory is a fashionable term, but now it's being used against anyone who dares questioning a mainstream narrative. People that are concerned about certain events or ideas are being treated like heretics that should burn at a stake if they dare to question the government, the mainstream media, the academic world, big corporations and other figures that can be considered as authorities. This episode is not about endorsing conspiracy theories and denying their existence. They do exist. But it's important to think of how dangerous it is to become a complicity theorist. What I mean by complicity theorist is someone who is willing to comply to whatever narrative is being spread by any kind of authority, disregarding the veracity of its content. Human beings are likely to obey authority, as it was demonstrated by the social psychologist Stanley Milgram on his obedience experiment, the Milgram experiment. The experiment demonstrated that most of the people will simply comply and obey the authorities. It's unlikely that the majority of the people will investigate the sources coming from newspapers, corporations, politicians and fact-checkers. Most of the people will not take up the data from scientific papers, they are often way too busy handling other problems. Instead. They will simply trust interpretation of the data by the authorities, such as the media, the scientists, governments, fact-checkers, etc. But most of the people, in fact, will never get any close to the sources to verify how accurate they are and how correct the interpretation of the data is. That means we live in a world based on trust. We put our trust in vehicles of communication, politicians and other authorities and we rarely verify if they are telling us the truth. So much is talked about diversity these days, but the diversity of thought and the diversity of opinion is being jeopardized. Nowadays, we are being pushed towards the idea that only one narrative can be accepted, the official narrative endorsed by the authorities and self-proclaimed authorities, like the fact-checkers, that have been checking even opinions recently. This way, the official narrative is repeated over and over again, like some dystopic propaganda. No matter how absurd it might sound, no matter how many questions are left unanswered, some decades ago, the figures of authority in Germany, like the government, the scientists and the media, were promoting the National Socialist eugenics and several other facial racial theories. These ideas ended up with concentration camps and the Second World War. In the USSR, disinformation campaigns were constantly promoted and those who disagreed were heavily punished. In totalitarian regimes that are still standing, like China, Cuba and North Korea, disinformation campaigns are promoted by the authorities and there is a massive suppression of the truth to construct a rhetoric that will only be in the interest of the authorities. For example, the tragic Tiananmen Square massacre that is heavily censored by the Chinese government. 
most of the Chinese never heard of this event. In Cuba, the people were taught to believe that they have an outstanding healthcare system when, in fact, Cuba doesn't even have access to technologies that are popular in most of the average countries, such as an ultrasound machine. In North Korea, for example, there are very absurd lies being told to the people by the authorities, and as the people were not allowed to verify them, many of them end up believing things like that King Jong-il have invented the hamburger or the reason why the internet is banned is to protect the reputation of the West. So the North Koreans won't hate the West too much, as the West is a terrible place according to the narrative of the government of North Korea. Not only totalitarian regimes spread misinformation, one of the largest recent cases where authorities got it wrong was in 2003, when the United States, under the government of George W. Bush, invaded Iraq, accusing the Middle Eastern country of having weapons of mass destruction. Hundreds of billions of dollars coming from the taxpayers were spent to fund this war, and an estimated 460,000 lives were lost in Iraq from March 2003 to mid-2011, according to a statistical research published in the Public Library of Science Medicine Journal. In the end, no weapons of mass destruction were found, admitted Charles Dulfer, the CIA's top inspector, in the final CIA report in 2005. Another big case happened in France in 1986, when the French authorities deliberately suppressed information about the spread of radioactive fallout from Chernobyl. The government of France had alleged that the radioactive cloud had stopped at the French borders, and later that became a huge scandal, as it was not true. That was not the first time a French government had done such a thing. One of the most iconic scandals of official misinformation was the Dreyfus Affair. In 1894, the captain of the French army, Alfred Dreyfus, was convicted of treason. He had been accused of communicating French military secrets to the German Empire, but the truth is that the Major Ferdinand Esterhazy was, in fact, the one giving secret military information to the German Empire. Esterhazy was judged in 1898. He was found not guilty, but he was forced to resign. The French government didn't want to look bad and simply kept Dreyfus arrested as he was a perfect scapegoat. Dreyfus was an Ossetian. The region of Alsace had been lost to Germany a few years ago. His first language was German and he was a Jewish in times of huge anti-Semitism. The government didn't change their stance for several years and they kept pushing the lie that would fit them better. Another infamous case of official misinformation was regarding the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011 in Japan. The disaster was triggered by some earthquake that caused a tsunami. The Japanese government reduced the severity of the disaster several times. Areas where the government said to be safe from radiation, in fact, are still radioactive and could increase the risk of cancer to the population living in there. How much misinformation is being spread right now by the governments, the media, the big corporations and the experts? 
As we can see, all these groups can produce false narratives simultaneously, and that happens frequently. Sometimes it happens because of their own ignorance and incompetence, but misinformation also comes from them deliberately, in order to have political and economic gains, through appeals that become laws and regulations that will benefit specific groups in detriment of the majority of the population. Several times in history, scientists were funded by specific industries to produce favorable researches that would benefit those industries. One example is the sugar industry. In the 1960s, the sugar industry paid Harvard scientists to point blame at fault. Under our current system of positive law, we have a situation in which several big industries are funding very specific researches to either attack their rival industries or to create a case favorable to their industries. And then, through that, they try to shape the public opinion and to influence lawmakers to benefit themselves in detriment of their rivals. There is this narrative nowadays where the society as a whole shouts, trust the science, trust the authorities, trust the experts. But then, when we look closely, science is not black and white. Scientists are constantly disagreeing with each other for several reasons. For ignorance, for new discoveries, and sometimes because they are simply being paid to defend a very specific case. We have to be realistic. Conflicts of interest do exist. Science is not settled. Science only goes as far as it has gone. What I mean by that is that science is merely knowledge and our knowledge is limited. We don't know what is beyond until we go beyond and see for ourselves what is out there, until we test, until we experiment, until we verify. And many times, when we think we have discovered some limits, we discover that we can actually go beyond. But also, many times, we find out that things that we knew were actually not true. But then, how do we spot what is true and what is false? Well, we need freedom to question things, we need freedom to verify information, and we need freedom to say things. We don't live in some ideal world in which people are never lying, in which there are no conflicts of interest. In this episode, I have just tried to summarize a few big examples in which those figures of authorities have created very big lies. But wherever you live, whatever is your political alignment, look at the history of your country, your city, your region. How many times didn't you hear some politician lying? How many times didn't you see someone lying in the court? People are always defending their cases for several different reasons. The production of knowledge, the production of science, comes out of debates, of conflicting ideas. Without friction, there is no development. But also, it is very dangerous to give up our personal responsibility over what we believe or not and to handle this responsibility to a third party. If you are not thinking for yourself, someone else will be thinking for you and then there are high chances 
that what this person is thinking for you will not be in your best interest. We cannot go back to the times of Galileo Galilei, an era in which the establishment would determine what was the truth arbitrarily, a dark period of time where asking questions and coming up with theories that could shake up the status quo would get you punished. We need freedom of speech and we need freedom of thought to continue advancing. Most of our development, where most of the global population left the poverty, happened over the last two centuries when we started to enjoy plenty of freedom of association, freedom of thought, freedom of creation, freedom of entrepreneurship. We need to keep this system alive if we want to have prosperity and peace. A world full of technocrats and autocrats existed before and it still exists in the most oppressive places of our planet. And in a world like this, there is only poverty and tyranny. Before accusing somebody of being a conspiracy theorist, individuals have to look at themselves in an honest way to analyze if they are not being complicity theorists that are simply being played by big players. Real critical thinking comes with questioning, researching and real understanding. If you are not being allowed to question some subject that you do not perfectly understand, then you should be suspicious about it. We must never fall for the fallacy of the argument of authority. Many agents in position of authority right now want us to give up the sovereignty over our minds. But be aware, if you're not in control of your own mind, someone else will be. So, we have reached the end of this episode. If you like this content, share it with your friends and please subscribe to our channels. You can also support us with some donation at our website, libertarianeurope.com. There you can also find a lot of interesting content, not only in English, but also in other languages. Thank you for listening to this podcast. See you again soon. Stay brave, and most importantly, stay free.